Okay, Arshay, what is your favorite curse word? <laughs> I don't I don't have a favorite one. Uh fucking bitch will probably be the top two. Well okay. the top. But fuck and bitch, but not fucking. fucking bitch. No. Okay. All right. I would say mine is fuck or shit. Okay. <laughs> I think shit is more your your alley. Okay. I'll accept that. All right. Pizza Hut, Papa John's, or Domino's? Oh, you are disrespectful. <laughs> um, so I really loved Pizza Hut, but the way that their crust has been revamped and it don't taste the same anymore, I'm going to go with Papa. Papa got them Johns, and I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Papa Johns. I don't um, like Domino's. I don't like Domino's. I don't like Domino's. It tastes like paper. The cheese looks like... Paper. Like old people's skin to me. Since I was in elementary school... Old white people's skin? That's rude to say. I'm just going to say old people's skin, but I'm winking. I mean, the cheese is white, so... I'm winking at you with... I'm winking at you Ma'am, the cheese is white. I'm just saying, but okay. I felt that way since elementary school, <laughs> but I have to go with Papa John's. Oh, no, not Papa John's. Pizza Hut. Okay. I love Pizza Hut, but they changed up, like, the crust or the formula or something. It just it just wasn't the same to me, especially when you can start putting, like, the little cheese or the garlic sauce on it. No, just leave that, See, too. See, I, like I like a bready pizza. Mm-hmm. But when I have to call them and I order it, I do tell them, like, please put a little extra sauce. Because I like when they just put that little one little piece of yes. salad or something on there. Like, you know, black people yeah. like extra sauce. What you talking about? No. So what? <laughs> I like the way I say sauce. It's random, but okay. Okay, so growing up, what was your childhood dream job? My childhood dream job. I didn't have a childhood dream job. My mindset was just focus on getting the fuck away from my parents. Oh my they, were get, they were getting on my goddamn nerves. I want to be grown. Right. I used to want to be either a pediatrician or a teacher. I never really, like, saw and uh, sat and, like, really, really thought about it. Because uh-huh. I was too focused on, okay, bitch, we got school tomorrow. <laughs> what, what are we going to do after school? Because you don't want to go home because your parents be doing the most, especially with the chores. That was the main thing that got me because I never wanted to go home because they always would be like, well, of you course. have to mop and sweep the floor and all that stuff and shit before you go outside. So by There's the time, right, but by the time I was done doing all this stuff, the street lights was on, so I couldn't go outside. I was like, so what the fuck is the point? <laughs> what is the point? Okay. Monique, I mean, Keith, hello. Somebody hello. explain. Okay. Last one. If you could have picked any other name for yourself, mm. other than Arshay, what would it have been? Simone. I really love that name. And because... You answer that real quick. Because, I, I mean, I don't like my first name, but it's it's made up. When you used to go out, did you used to say your name was Simone? No. But I, I used did. to make, like, little email accounts just to see the Simone or I would write it like 150 times on paper because I was weird like that but I used to love it Simone what just well I like my original middle name is Nicole so I was thinking like Simone Simone, Nicole Nicole, and then okay Moss but um fun fact when I was younger I was in the contest of who used to look like Raven Simone Uh and I placed first place so I used to look like Raven Simone when I was little Okay. I mean, I don't look like that now, but I'm just saying. Okay, that's okay. That's okay. There was a time. I would, my fake name when I used to go out was Tanya Marie. Oh, are, are you saying fake names or are you just saying like a name that you If I had to name to myself something else, it would be Tanya. 
Mm. But when I was younger, okay, when I was in the sixth grade, mm-hmm. I used to want like a name like not basic like Alexandria. I appreciate my name now, but there was this girl. She came to our school. She was new, and I don't know why. I had a friend. She had like an apostrophe in her name, so I wanted an apostrophe in my name. So I told this new girl that my name was Dasani. Like that's water, pretty. But I spelled it D-E-S apostrophe A-N-Y. So when she came to school, I told her my name was Dasani. And we were in the sixth grade in Miss Goodwin's class. And she was a B. I did not like that teacher. But that's besides the fact. And I told her my name is Dasani. So the teacher, the teacher was just like, Alexandria. And she was like, I thought you said your name was Dasani. I was just like, oh, Dasani is my middle name. Alexandria is my first name. And she believed me like the whole school year. And then she moved, so I didn't have to give you my name. <laughs> you are shameful, but that is so funny. So when I was older and my sisters and I would go places, uh-huh. um, one of my sisters would be named Olivia. Love that name. And then another one was Nicolette. And Ooh. then my my nickname, no, hers was Nikki, Nikki, and I was Nicole. I just, my sister's name, Nikki. I just went with Nicole. Because ah. Nicole is my middle name, but... I was like, well, y'all coming up with all these cool names. Let me find one. I always wanted to just have my middle name as my first name. I could not stand my first name when I was little. I hated it because I was like, what the fuck is the Arche? I like it. I don't like it. I I didn't like it. I'm used to it now. I just don't like the fact that people spell it wrong. Like, it's only five fucking letters and I have an apostrophe in my name. Oh, I didn't know you had that. What? An apostrophe in your name. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. And I will not answer you if you do not spell my name correctly in the email. Because that's not my name. My name is not Arsh. My name is Arshay with the apostrophe over the E that makes the A sound. So I don't answer people. Okay. But if it's work related, of course I'm going to respond. Yeah, you better. I mean, my chat. Okay, hello. (laughs) But if you know me personally or you text me and you try try to play that shit, oh, I'm not answering you. Okay, I'm not mad. All right, so the Game of Thrones is back on. Winter is here, bitch. Yeah. Winter is here, and I'm all okay. here for it. John, you Snow want a whore? Is... Buy one. Okay. Okay. You want a queen? Earn her. You better earn her. Okay. However, did you not see Jon Snow looking like a whole entire snackage? I'm just saying. From day one, I don't care what nobody said. Okay. Thoughts on this episode? Okay. So, I feel like they need to go ahead and tell John. Well, spoiler alert. If you don't watch Game of Thrones, you might want to just fast forward through this hard. Well, it's just too bad it's a personal problem because you know what? It's almost a week out. Ooh. That's your problem. Ooh. Okay? Ooh. Boop-boop. Okay? Ooh. Boop-boop. She was not playing. So, they did tell him. What's his name? Sam told him that he is a Targaryen. Targaryen. I think he should have known when he got on a dragon's back and they didn't like fling his ass off because only Targaryens are able to ride dragons. You know what else I saw that I peeped? Someone, I think Tyrion is also a Targaryen. Do you remember that episode where he had to go down in the crypt and he had to feed the dragons? Mm. And the dragons didn't like bucket him or anything. I didn't and think maybe that. that's also why, aside from him, his his mother dying at childbirth, I think he was the bastard child of his siblings. Hmm. And that could also be another reason why the father, in addition to the mother dying, hates him so much. Yeah. Mm. Hello? Food for thought. We'll see. I thought the first episode was good, but I felt like they rushed through it all. Yeah. But I'm ready for the shits. I am. 
I think the next couple of episodes are supposed to be a little bit longer than the first one, right? Yeah. The first episode was like an hour long, Uh and the second one is two hours. Um, I feel like, what is the sister's name? Which one? Sansa. Am I saying Sansa? Sansa. Yeah. I always want to call her Sansa, whatever. (laughs) Um, I feel like she got a little hateration going on. She's jealous because her brother, she sees the way that they look at each other, even though they don't know exactly what's going on between them, as far as... um, Daenerys being John's aunt, right? But I think she she's sees threatened the connection. by her. She is. She's threatened by her yeah. by this huge ass fucking army that she brought. Hell yeah! So went went to fail, and these two fucking dragons. Like, who is this white bitch? Like, who girl? When she said, "What do dragons eat?" and uh-huh. baby girl turned over and she so, said, whatever, "Whatever they, they want. want." Okay. I wasn't she ready. Eat you. Okay. I wasn't ready. Fuck around and go ask to get ate too. Okay. That's what she's telling you. That is what she's telling you. That's how I felt. I definitely think my prediction is is that I don't think that Daenerys is gonna take the throne. I think John is. I think Bran. I think Bran is the Night Walker or the Night King. Why do you think Bran is the Night King? Um, you remember the episode when it was that Bran was able to when he was having one of his visions mm-hmm. and the Night King touched him? Okay. And the vision, and that's when the old man died. And he says, you are now the three-eyed raven. And you know how Bran can go ahead and, like, he can control. Space out. Mm -hmm. Space but he can control things. Remember how he was controlling Hordor, like, he became in his body and things Mm -hmm. like that? I think he might do that with the Night King or with the Night King's dragon and stop him from destroying it. I think they have some type of connection because the Night King... When I went back, you know, I'd be watching my little YouTube explanation stuff. They were saying that the Night King wasn't always evil. The children, the little monster gremlin things, they mm-hmm. turned him over after their people were, like, destroying, like, the trees and stuff like that. So as punishment, she killed him, and she turned him ice, but they revolted. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I think somewhere down the line... Oh, and they said that... Another theory is that the Night King might have either been a Targaryen or a Stark. Because remember, the Night King was also able to ride the dragon. Ride the dragon. Yep. So it's just my predictions, but I cannot fucking wait till Sunday because Brian saw... What's their brother's name? Jamie. Yeah. You saw he posted up in that wheelchair? Mm -hmm. Like, nigga. Hello? I see you saw me and he was like, trembling. Like, yeah, nigga. I'm still alive. You didn't kill me when you pushed me. Pushed me out of the window because you wanted to be nasty and fuck your sister. Okay? Yo. I don't think Cersei's gonna die, though. I mean, not Cersei. Yeah, Cersei. Yeah, Cersei. I don't think so. Or if she does, I think she's gonna die at the hands of Jamie. Really? Mm -hmm. I'm hoping she died by the hands of Arya. Arya Ooh, wants because she's on her list. Ass. Arya wants her her ass. I'm trying to tell you, she she's wants her favorite. bad. She's Arya, my favorite. that's my bitch. She is my favorite. I actually liked uh, Tyrion's whore lady that he yeah. had. I loved her a lot. But Sansa, she got to die. She gets on my nerves. She really does. But what was your favorite there. episode of Game of Thrones? Um, as morbid as this is, I would probably say when Joffrey died. Yeah. I feel like we're soul sisters because I definitely the death was, was about just to say, so like I was definitely getting ready to say that. I have two. So the death of Joffrey and then also um I wanna say what was his name? What he looked like Oh my god. What did he look like? Uh, he, he was did. tall. He had like a little mustache, fingers. Little Somebody figure. Said, when his ass died, that was the best fucking episode. You know, that was- like they really made you think that um 
Sansa, Sansa, whatever, right. was going to make her sister pay for whatever. That was actually the very first episode of Game of Thrones I saw. The When it premiered, like, two years ago, I think there was a break. Mm-hmm. I was at my cousin's house, and they were watching it. And I, and I didn't know anything that was going on. I was just like, what is this? What is this? So she, they were trying to explain it to me. I was like, no, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. So then when I finally, and I mind you, y'all, I only started watching the show in January, but I have caught up. So that just shows how I have no life. <laughs> Anyways, um, and then when I finally got to that, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, now I get it. So I'm here for it. I think one of the Starks may come back to life. To life? Yeah. Because remember that red lady, she was able to bring Jon Snow back. So I don't see why she can't bring nobody else back. Okay. So those are just my predictions. I can't wait. But I definitely, when I went to work on Sunday, I walked in there. And I said, hello. Happy Sunday. Let me be very clear. <laughs> you can send me home today. Okay? I need to leave here by 8.30. So I can get home by 8.45. So I can go to the bathroom. I can sit down. I can eat my food. And I can get to the channel. And I did. <laughs> All right, and I'm expecting the same. Oh this my Sunday. god, you send are... me home, please. Girl, I would just call out. No, I need my money. I ain't mad, but it sounded like you wanted to call out, like it was a call out situation. It was necessary, and I'm glad. I'm upset that the episode went by so fast, but it was good, and I'm happy. I was too. I'm happy. So, so anybody that tries to call me on Sunday between the hours of Game and Throne hours. Expect to get hit with a text message, bitch. I'm dead. I wouldn't Call me even. back in two hours, and then I maybe send I'll them be like alive. a gun emoji or something, or like a bomb, or like the emoji with the X's in the eyes. You'll be dead for that. It's disrespectful. And then don't even text me after the show is done because I need to process. process what's and going then on. I need to also watch The Shy, which came back on last week as well. So I don't watch The Shy, so what? you can have that. Okay, well then just don't talk to me till Monday. Ooh, okay, we can do that. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty. Okay, so moving on into some local news. Well, in our community news. Last week we spoke about gentrification in D.C. And I have another example of what people cutting up with this gentrification. Sorry, guys, that's my pen that I was playing with and Ashay has taken it from me. Yes, because she's like a child. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So, um... A news report came out, I saw it in the news, I think it was, it might have been on Fox, and students at the Howard University campus, which is an HBCU, shout out to y'all, woo-woo, um, they're starting to receive complaints of people who live within the neighborhood, they are coming onto their campus, they're picnicking, and they're also walking their dogs on campus, and their dogs are leaving shit on the campus and aren't cleaning it up. So there's been a whole controversy between the residents of the neighborhood, specifically the new gentrifiers of the neighborhood and the historically black campus and university so there's an issue of the university is private and the students are feeling that um the people in the neighborhood have no respect what are your thoughts on it they don't have respect they've never had respect you're coming into some place where you are not familiar first of all who the fuck is having a whole goddamn picnic on campus on campus is first of all it's a college campus this is not a local playground for you, your children, and the dogs to be running around. Like, I don't understand. I'm not comprehending. There are no signs that say, please feel free to walk your dog on this black-ass campus. Yeah, there was this man by the name of... Hold on. um, I'm going to pull it up because I actually have it here. He went ahead and he was on the news and they were interviewing and they were asking him about it. And he says, like, you know, you should be able to share the community or whatever it is and all this other stuff. So his name on Instagram... Hold on real quick. Uh Uh-huh. 
a community is different from a campus. Okay, first of all. Well, his argument, their argument is I don't care. That, what, I don't. I, don't I agree. Care. I agree. Their argument and their stance is, is that it's an open campus and we can we have the right to walk around. We live in the neighborhood. And I guess like they're cutting through the campus to get to whatever it is they need to go. However, let that be a white campus. That's what I'm saying. First of all, George Washington, American University, Catholic, whatever the mother universities are around there. I don't see y'all. I don't see y'all doing there. that. I don't, I don't see y'all there. walking y'all dogs and having picnics and picnics in those areas. I just think it's just disrespectful, and I think I just feel like we no longer have our own. We don't because everybody wants to take it. And we my, are the first disrespected, but everybody wants to be like us. Yeah, and my thing is just also like even just taking it a step further, like on HBCU campuses and specifically where it is that they're coming to is something called the yard, and the yard on HBCU campuses it's it's very important it's a place where on campus where people come and they you know we have festivals we celebrate we mourn together the divine nine which are the um members of the greek organization fraternities and sororities you know they have their plaster it's essentially sacred ground for those members of that of that campus so for you to just come over there and just blatantly be disrespectful and i personally i grew up in a college town in middletown and was near wellesley university we didn't just for the sake of it just walk on campus like for what and for you to bring your nasty ass don't, like, dog stop. that shits and pisses wherever he or she pleases. Right. You don't want people walking Where on somebody your lawn. And the thing stomps is, and parks. Like, how fucking dare you? There are, not only that, but there are several other parks that you can go to. And this is and this is what I'm saying on the fact of this university. And the man was saying, like, oh, alluding to the fact of, oh, well, we're here now. Did it. No, this university has been here since the, since however long. You don't just come now because you, again, once you move into the neighborhood and so that you feel comfortable, oh, I like this grass and oh, da-da-da-da, now I want to come over here. There was an argument of having, of deciding to fence the, the campus. They shouldn't have to do that. Let's they have shouldn't have to, but I think it's going to get to that point where they need to fence the campus, pretty much. You think so? Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't been going fenced to continue. all these years? It's it hasn't, but people have respect and they're smart and right. they're considerate. Right. Instead of these new people coming here and complaining about, oh, the go-go music, that's something that was here before right. you. Oh, uh, this is a community. We should be able to walk wherever the fuck we want. No, you yes. should not. Be respectful. What's going to happen, you know, as they move forward and they have, like, their their homecoming when they have, like, or when they have Yard Fest or when they have, like, their spring fling or whatever it is. Like, are you guys going to complain about the North? That's a safety issue. And, and that's what I'm saying. I, there's, number one, it's a safety issue, number one. And I also think it's just a matter of respect. You do not go there. These students pay their tuition. Hmm. That's, I mean, it's essentially their property. Like, hmm. you, you wouldn't want someone just walking up on your, lo- your exactly. yard or your lawn and just letting your dog shit there. Or they would be protesting. They'd be protesting. They'd be calling and fines. You'd get another Becky situation. Mm-hmm. Hello, cops. I have a black man on our front yard picnicking. Exactly. So Walking his dog and his dog just took a whole bunch of shit. And I feel like he should be able to pick it up. No. Like, oh, so get, Howard, get out of here. Howard, I'm with you. And I'm just, again, like, this... This is my issue, again, with the gentrification. Like, it's one thing to come and move into the area, and then it's another thing to come in there and then feel that you are entitled to then go and change things to make you feel comfortable. And what was the guy's name? Because I definitely cut you off because I was really irritated and agitated with this whole conversation. I felt it. I don't understand why people have You can find him on Twitter at Sean, S-E-A-N-A-N-D-R-O-B-1. His name is Sean Rabashaw. 
Rabisha. And his tweet said, Grow the F up, you stupid fool. All I said, as a community, we should get along with each other. You people... You people? You people, out visitors in our city and neighborhood. If you cool... Our worries about people walking their dogs around your school get educated. I don't even know what that means, but I did see. What does that mean? He didn't articulate himself. Maybe he was in a Twitter Twitter finger rampage. I don't really know. Don't really understand. Um, (laughs) But nonetheless, that right there was just a prime example, and I just it bothers me because I really feel like, and not even that like a campus, a college campus is essentially home to many of those students, you know. And again, people don't you don't want anyone walking up on your lawn, and picnicking out there or letting a dog shit there don't do it like there's plenty of other places that you can go ahead and you can go to clancy now in other hbcu news um morehouse college which is an all-male college located in atlanta um they will admit transgender men starting in 2020 okay i'm not even mad at you so shout out to you morris house is it morris house or morehouse 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 for doing a damn thing and letting people feel included. I just need everybody else to catch the fuck up and grow the fuck up. Do you think, I mean, I don't, I've never went to an all girl or all boy school. Um, and you know what you identify with is your business. Mm-hmm. But I think the argument and people are saying, I've heard a lot of people say they think it's just a money move. Like it's yeah. a move to, I, I it's agree. Smart. I think it's smart. It's smart. I think it's smart. Um, and, just, and it I keeps just, you from having lawsuits. Uh, hello? Because we are in that time. <laughs> okay. Y'all thought, the millennials were gen- were, mm-hmm. y'all thought the millennials were too happy? This generation X or Z or whatever they're called, they're a new breed. And I just feel like at the end of the day, what does it matter? It doesn't matter. Just as long as I can do the work. Especially, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like in Atlanta, um, where that campus is set up, it's Morehouse, which is the male college campus. Then there's Spelman, which is essentially on the same plot and then there's Clark Atlanta which is a co-ed school they're all on the same plot and to my knowledge they like they go on different campuses to share like classes or whatever it is so they're integrated all within with one another so shout out to Morehouse for the progress that you all are making shout out for being smart because that money move was the smart move you made you're trying to get that that's what it is at the end of the day I mean, they're just being smart with all these things that are going on in, in the world about campuses and Aunt Becky's trying to get their kids into school. I mean, yeah. it's just, it makes logical sense to just go yeah. ahead and do it and not wait for a lawsuit to come to your motherfucking okay. door. Because it will. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of TV shows out there now about people being transgender and right. transitioning and them identifying inclusion is important so inclusion is important and i know now when i went to the doc when i went to my OBGYN my yearly appointment and you know how you have like the kiosk and you fill in your information mm-hmm. like it now asked me it was like are you were you born female okay yes or no what do you identify with now and then you pick do you, like, what is your, like, orientation this? And, like, it's just so many questions. And the woman, you know, her and I, we kind of chuckled at her. She was just like, I mean, this is a woman's office. So if you identify, she's like, I don't understand why it needs to be all of that. That detail, she was an older Caribbean woman. But I said to her, I said, I understand that. I said, but for some people, you know, we are in a place of inclusion. It's important to them that, you know, maybe I was born this, but here's what I identify with and so forth and so forth. And I think right now, instead of arguing about it, I think people just need to get on the bad wagon. 
change is coming, whether you're prepared for it or not. <laughs> so, that's a winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Before we move on, I wanted to ask you this random question because I am in the process of getting back into the gym, as you know. Okay. What is on your gym playlist? Ooh. Mm. Well, now I have a personal trainer. Shout out to Fitness Black, Anthony Hughes. There you go. Um, I like, okay. I have two, when I'm in the gym by myself with no trainer, I have two workout moods. Three, actually. I either want to hear Caribbean and Soulful music. Okay. I either want to hear songs that are going to make me, like, pop my ass and all the other stuff. But I like, like, old stuff. So, like, back that ass up. Mm -hmm. I like my David Banners. Or, like, club music or something. But then I also like music that makes me feel sexy. Okay. So, I'm like, you know, like, if it's, you know, like, (laughs) I'm coming out and I'm in something sexy. I just picture myself, like, yeah. Because I'm working out because I'm trying to get my body like that. So I can do a show like that. I can dance sexy to that. Okay, I see you. <laughs> what do you listen to? <laughs> I don't know. That's why I asked the question. Right now, the only song that I have on this playlist is City Girls Act Up. You should have asked me. I could have made you a playlist. Let me know your mood. I'm all ratchet. Like, all I want to hear is ratchet club music, pop, pop the booty, twerk. All of, that's all I want to hear. That's all you had to say. That's all I want to hear. That's all you had to say. But I'm just happy we had this conversation because I get to know you a little more every time oh we goodness. do this podcast. And shout out to you with your gym appointments. I love it. Yes, girl. I'm here for I'm it. going tonight. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, I have another shout out. Ooh. To my sister-in-law, Bree Stout, with her photography captured by Bree. I saw you. I see you. Okay? I'm scrolling through and I'm like, oh, is she like posting like is she posing for like is she advertising something and i zoomed in and i saw it said captured by brie so to facetime her i was like i see you okay so i'm so proud of you sis i love you and best of luck in all of your endeavors captured by brie y'all she's in san antonio more details to follow if i get any more okay that's all <laughs> Alrighty then so moving into some celebrity news um the Kardashian, mm-hmm. Kimberly, to be exact. Okay. She is planning on being a lawyer. Now, she has done some work to try to get a few convicts out of jail, and she was successful. Mm-hmm. How many? I'm not too sure right now. I think it count. might have been like three or four. Yeah, and she's helping them find, you know, different careers, giving them money, mm-hmm. like different things like that. So what are your thoughts about her being a lawyer? Would you take her seriously if she came in and she was like, hi, I'm Kimberly Kardashian West, and I'm here to help you uh, pay, uh, defend this parking ticket? Just give it an example. Um, I'm not mad at her. And I think people need to... We're so critical in like, oh, you know, you should use your platform to like she's using her platform for something positive. Mm-hmm. And then I think I can only imagine like, yes, I'm sure she's happy to have all this money and, you know, turning what, you know, was meant to be was meant to tear her down to something positive. But I'm sure that gets boring after a while. And I like that she's using her platform for something good. Um, I know that she's practicing in the state of California. Mm-hmm. So I know for them, you don't have to necessarily have a bachelor's degree. You do have to, however, have like, I think it's like four years of an apprenticeship, and then you have to take exams, and then you're able to sit down for the bar exam. 
So that's how she's able to bypass having to go that bachelor's degree route. Um, Because I definitely thought she was starting from, like, because I know she has some college experience, how much I'm not too sure. I know Courtney has a college degree, and I know Rob does. But I think she's going to sleep for the exam in 2020, and she says she does 18 hours of, you know, classwork a week. And I'm just happy for her, and I'm like, you know what? Um... Centoya Brown, like she was able to successfully, like you know, use her power and get her lawyers together, and she was able to get that woman vindicated, and she'll be released in August, and that's a chance that, you know, she was supposed to be there until like what in her sixties. Mm-hmm. So people can say what they want it is about Kim Kardashian, but I feel like you know she's doing something, and I'd rather you do something than nothing, and I'd rather use your platform on something positive like that, and understand that. Whether y'all want to say it or not, although her kids will be rich and famous, and they probably won't have to worry about it, she is race. She is raising biracial children mm-hmm. who let's just say they're black she's raising black children and I think it's important that she you know become as educated as you possibly can because I'm sure as time goes on she's going to learn that the law is not the same the law does not apply the same for them mm-hmm. as it maybe will for her so what do you think about it I'm actually proud of her mm-hmm. because a lot of people that are in the entertainment industry go back to school and some of them have like doctorates degrees and mm-hmm. I know it was a comedian. I wanna say her name is Sherry. I'm not exact I wanna say her name is Sherry, but I'm not exactly sure. Uh-huh. She was doing she was uh, on like Deaf Comedy Jam uh-huh. and she said that Deaf Comedy Jam basically paid for her to get her three degrees that she has now. Like okay. she's sitting on three degrees. Like Lonnie Love, she has a degree in engineer. Yep. She has so an engineering why, degree. Why can't... Little Wayne has a degree. He went to Arizona State University. Yeah. What? I yeah. didn't know that. And that's what I'm saying. And I feel like, too, you know, I feel like I feel like as people, it's important to, like, I'm all for people always wanting to evolve and changing and things like that. And I think also, you know, she's... There's something different from her. Maybe she always wanted to be a lawyer, but it just so happened... The way that her life transitioned at that time, she wasn't mm-hmm. able to do so, you know, and people change, people grow, people love. Remember, her father was also a lawyer. Yeah. So it's not to say that she didn't always have interest in it and, you know, whatever it was that sparked her passion, maybe it was her kids or, you know, whatever situation is, I'm here for it. So everybody shut the fuck up who has something negative to say about it, okay? Because she getting people out. What y'all doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> On Twitter, talking about her. Exactly. Instead of helping getting these people out of jail. Exactly. Just exactly. Moving on, Wendy Williams. Let me give her a hand clap. Has decided to free herself. If you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Go, Go ahead. ahead and free your motherfucking self. Okay? So that is what she has done. She has filed for divorce from her husband, Kevin. Kevin, I guess, decided to buy his little side piece, baby mama, a whole vehicle. Mm-hmm. And Wendy said, not on my coin, and got that bitch repoed. Yes, and I'm just so... And the way she delivered yes. those papers... So she she had it boxed up like a gift, and apparently she had him served, and he thought it was a gift. And he opened it, they said he was screaming, and he was yelling, and he had to be removed from the premises. And not only did she do that, mind you, remember, his name, they own the, they have a production company together. Mm-hmm. She got him fired. Hmm. She got him fired, and I just read today that she, they are settling for $10 million. So he's going to get $10 million. She's settling for $10 million. So I hope he's smart, and he doesn't. 
not spending that money on that homegirl. I hope he saved a little bit of coin, something. But apparently he hasn't. And I'm even more excited because her and Charlemagne have rekindled. Yes. And I'm so happy. And apparently it, it was a four-hour phone conversa- yeah. conversation. And I guess they're planning on going to dinner or they already went to dinner. Mm-hmm. And he's always, like, despite what went on, he always said that the, the, the reason to their fallout was because of her husband. Mm-hmm. And he's always, no matter what, he's always praised. He says, I owe my career, you know, to Wendy Williams. Like, I appreciate the doors that she opened up for me. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember him saying on The Breakfast Club, he was just like, you know, she better wake up before she don't wake up. Basically. And everyone can say what they want to say about Wendy Williams, but I can't imagine being married with someone for 22 years and then deciding, like, you know what, okay, like, I need to walk away. And I'm proud of Wendy. I'm sure she's going to be back on her shits. And I'm sure, and everybody was just like, oh, well, why didn't she say anything to the... A divorce is like, it's the death of a marriage, essentially. And I think a lot of times people forget to se- to separate the personal from the professional with things. And for me personally, I'm here for it, Wendy. And they said that she this, the environment on set is a lot calmer now. It's more upbeat. She's nicer. And I'm happy for her. And I'm sure, you know, she's going to have more days to come that are going to, she's going to have shitty days. She's going to have some days better than others. But um, I'm just so here for it. I'm very proud of her. And I'm happy she took that, that step to go and get herself checked out. She checked into a sober house. I don't know how long she was there for. Mm-hmm. But just to be in that area where you just have your thoughts and you're not flooded with social media, right. people. It, it, it's just a great opportunity to realize what the fuck you need and what you right. don't need. And what people need to understand is sometimes a marriage is better off broken than together. Right. And I'm happy she's getting divorced. I I wish I wish her nothing but the best, her and her son. And as for Kevin Senior, you can Ugh. you can did choke you see on a dick. Did you try to make an apology? Did you see that? You can choke on a dick. Did you see his apology? I did not. That he was trying to say I'm sorry that I caused this embarrassment to the family and blah blah. No, stop. You are sorry. You weren't you weren't no. sorry when you was you, fucking up a lady. Thinking, when you was doing what you was doing and you went ahead and you got pregnant. And now you're only sorry because you're gonna miss out on that money. You better just take that ten million dollars and shut up. And to Sharina, to Sharina. Oh my gosh, girl! And all this Tina is coming out. Apparently, also, and I didn't mean to get all hyped like this, y'all. I apologize. But different. um, This man is alleging to have had a sexual relationship with him. And then you remember some months ago when the Charlotte there was a story that broke up saying that Charlemagne had like about his, like, rape case or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember on The Breakfast Club, he kept saying, he was like, don't worry about it. He said, everything's going to come to light. It was apparently Kevin Hunter who released the story and the girl, Sharina. But you see what you had set up for evil? You see? You see how God turned that around? Now look. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Hello? And come play with fire if you want to. I'm just so excited for her. I don't even know her. Right. I'm ready for new, new beginnings for you, sis. You, you deserve nothing more. Yes. So, new reports state that Ariana Grande and Beyonce's Coachella checks were equal. Now, a lot of people are really upset about this because I guess they feel like Ariana Grande is not a great performer as Beyonce. So, I wanted to grab your thoughts. Because me, personally, I feel like, who the fuck cares? Ariana Grande has just as much, I'm not going to say just as much music, but she's a great performer to me. I wouldn't mind going to go see her ass in concert. I actually want to see Ariana Grande. I'm a huge fan of hers. I think. What are people's issues with? I think the issue. Shit that don't 
don't pertain to you. I, yes, th- there is that factor. I mean, it ain't your check, it ain't my coin, so right. I, mean, I don't. It I don't care. Really pertain to me. However, I don't. I wonder if it's like Coachella's like just flat rate fee of you being the headliner. This right. is what it is. But I feel like people are. Let me just say this. I love Ariana Grande. Like she is crazy talented and Beyonce is also crazy talented and I don't want people I would never put the two in the same category though right and Ariana Grande is the fourth female to ever lead Coachella Beyonce was the third and she was the first black woman to ever headline Coachella and I really hate that I just feel like you just can't compare the two now if I'm Beyonce, I'm walking in expecting more because I'm just Beyonce. But maybe it is a situation where this is what we are offering at the top for the headliners. It could be because Beyonce had a lot of performers and different things like that. So you still have to cut checks to these people. Right. So it might have been a little more, but Beyonce was like, let me go ahead and pay right. You know the performers and everything. And then Ariana Grande didn't really have that many performers. She had, was it... I want to say NSYNC. NSYNC in the back came room. out. Diddy and Mace came out. Um, and Nicki Minaj came out. Well, goddamn. Maybe I should go back and watch the Coachella performance. Because I damn sure didn't see I, it. I didn't watch it. I know I didn't she's going to perform another another one. Like, Coachella, to my knowledge, is two weeks. So oh, it Beyonce, is? Yeah. So when Beyonce did her performance, she that was the one that's actually taped. And then the next week isn't taped. Mm. So there's two weeks of it. Um, I don't know. I just... Oh, Lord. Now, I do think if it were me, I would pay Beyonce more because I think Beyonce is more of a powerhouse name, but maybe that's just me being biased. However, it could very well be that that is just the the, the set number that we are paying for the Coachella headliners. But speaking of Miss Beyonce, she released her documentary called Homecoming, and it was, I, I watched it. I actually fast-forwarded to the Coachella parts because I already saw that performance, but nonetheless. Um, and she was talking about, you know, her journey into getting ready for the Coachella performance. And she mentioned how when she went to give birth, she was actually 218 pounds, the heaviest she's ever been. Um, she spoke about how one of her babies had stopped breathing, so she had to have an emergency section. And she went into, like, really just talking about, um, I feel like it was very humanizing to her, And she spoke about how, you know, she just didn't feel the same. You know, um, she knew she had this Coachella performance coming up or whatever it was, and she wanted it to be perfect. She wanted it to be this. But she said this is the first time, and she said she felt very disconnected from her body. Like, her body didn't bounce back how she wanted it to Mm -hmm. bounce back. She wasn't fitting into her costumes. And she went into how, you know, she was doing these crazy diets and how big of an accomplishment accomplishment it was for her to go ahead and keep in, you know, to get back into her costume. And she spoke about how, although she had work to be done, her mind was constantly on her children. So she said, like, in the midst of having a break, she would run out to the trailer and breastfeed, or she would try to have them there on set. Like, so still trying to be playing mommy and this. And she said before, she used to be able to do 14, 15-hour days, and it would be nothing. She says, but now she was just like, she can no longer do that. So she said it was a real challenge for her physically, mentally, and emotionally. Another big aspect of it was, if anybody saw it, you know, she paid a lot of homage to the HBCUs, which I absolutely loved. And she was saying her connection to the HBCUs were, you know, it just embodies black excellence. She said, you know, she grew up going to visit Texas A&E 
to visit Prairie University. She went to their Battle of the Bands performances all the time. She went to a lot of campus events. Um, her father was a graduate from HBCU, so she said she grew up. A large part of her life was attending these HBCU events. She says her college, though, happened to be Destiny's Child. She never got to experience that. Mm-hmm. And she says the thing that she loved about it, she said she kind of felt, she explained that she kind of felt intimidated about it. She says, I'm here, and they're able to do all these crazy things with their bodies that I've never seen before. She was just like, they just, they have such swag. They have such culture, such confidence about them. And she says, you know, she just wanted in on them. She said it's a really, really beautiful thing. So she said that's why this performance was so personal for her. And... It's crazy to look like this in the video. Like you can tell, like you can see her like inching away, and like she's tired, she's exhausted, she's this, she's that. And I just appreciate her so much for not only paying homage to the HBCUs, but she had black people of all different shapes, sizes, you know, backgrounds, and everything like that. And I just appreciated it so much. She did. She put in so much detail about it. And then you know, when you look at the performance, of course, it's flawless. But this is something that was a hundred plus days in the making. So it was a fucking success. I actually saw her in Miami. And my fiance isn't the biggest Beyonce fan, but he says, like, when he went to that concert, he was just like, he'd never seen anything like that. Like, she literally was on stage. Like, I thought the concert was never going to end. I'm being honest with you. Like, I thought it was never going to end. I'm like, she's not done. She's not done. She's not done. Jay-Z, I mean, he was, he was, hang- he was hanging in there. He was hanging in there. But she killed that shit. She killed that shit. And I'm so happy for her. But it made me think of her level of success. And we look on the outside of like, Beyonce, like you're successful, you did it. But what is your level? What do you you deem success to be, Arjay? That is a hard one because I felt like we had a conversation about this earlier. And I don't know what my success looks like but I know I don't know I don't know what and I'm still trying to piece that together I don't know what my success looks like what did success when you were younger what was success to you because the older I get have a job (laughs) yeah no like the older I get the more I realize how personal success is and the more I realize that I can't compare what I deem to be success to somebody else. Like, at all. And what I thought success was when I was 21 is very different now at 28. Right. Granted, I think that will be for everybody. But I honestly, I've come to, like, a hard road. Like, I don't, like, I'm at a roadblock. I don't know what success looks like for me because I'm struggling with that right now, trying to figure out mm-hmm. if... I want to go back to school or if I want to, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I really don't know how to answer this question. It's so crazy that like it's on time because of the conversation mm-hmm. we had. Um, I personally, for me, success was, okay, so some, I know someone, I remember being in high school and my mom I wanted, like, balloons and flowers. I was just like, why didn't you give me that? You know, she was just like, because that's what you're supposed to do. And then I know some other people, like, their child graduating high school was a milestone because maybe they didn't finish high school. So to them, they were successful. I know someone else, I remember being in high school and the girl was pregnant. 
And she says, well, my mom can't be mad and I'm not mad because, I mean, at least I made it through my freshman and sophomore year. So to her, that was a bit of a milestone. To some people, graduating high school is a success. To some people, you know, I always have this I always have this debate and this conversation about let me not say that. I feel like when I was younger, I felt like I was a bit more judgmental as to what I thought success was. And I felt like, you know, you should be doing this or why aren't they doing that? But I had to realize that maybe to those people, maybe becoming a manager at this fast food place, like, you know, that's a big deal to them. To me, it's not. But for me, who am I to say that they're not successful? Because to them, you know, it's a big accomplishment. Um, going to college to me wasn't necessarily a success. I was just like, okay, like I did it. Um, for me, my success has always been, I want to be able to pay my bills and put money away in savings. So, okay, I did that. Now I'm at a point where I feel like I'm at a crossroads and I'm like, okay, Alex, you've been able to do that, but now what? Now I'm able to pay my bills, but I'm still in the place of living paycheck to paycheck, essentially. So for me, my financial level of success is now, not only do I want to pay my bills, put money away for savings, but I also want that if anything happens, that I still have money left over. So success for me doesn't mean I have to have a six-figure job. I don't have to have this corner office. I just want to make sure that I myself financially can provide for myself and if need be, my impending family. Well, that being said, I think right now success for me would look like just being happy because I dealt with depression and I still do. Mm -hmm. And I just want to learn and know what makes me happy. And right now I'm trying to figure out what does happiness look like Mm. because happiness looks like something different for everybody else. Just like success looks different for, for everybody else. So I'm trying to pinpoint what exactly makes me happy. Starting this podcast with you was definitely one of the success or milestones for me. Right. Starting my YouTube channel. That right there. That was the biggest Girl, you had me ready. I was like, what? The biggest thing for me, because I I don't like what I see in the mirror, Mm -hmm. but I know I can produce quality. If you ask me to be like, oh, Shay, I don't know how to do this. I can figure that out in like, 20 minutes right but if it's something about O'Shea you want to go back to school but what do you want to study I couldn't tell you Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you so I'm trying to figure out right now what makes me happy what does happiness look like and I definitely do want to go back to school I'm just trying to figure out what that looks like for me so with going back to school like what I guess it's like a silly question to ask but what makes you want to go back to school Seeing, seeing, I don't know how to say this without it being... I mean, just say it. It's just thought. Okay, so seeing people lose their job mm. and everybody being essentially replaceable. Right. I want to have that security knowing okay. that, okay... I can lose this job, but I can find another job in like five minutes. Right. That type of thing. I don't feel secure in that right area right now because I'm not where 
I feel like I should be right for my age. Like right. I know a lot of people that have like master's degrees and all this other stuff, but I just I don't I don't know. Right. I feel like I have more of the experience than I do the degree part of it, but right. a lot of companies they want you to have a degree. Right. They want to know that that you invested your time in going to a school or a college and you did the work, but I have the experience, but it, it just feels like nobody will give right. the opportunity or the chance. So then I, but then on the flip side, I also see people with master's degrees and bachelor's degrees working at Charlotte Rouge or McDonald's or right. something like that. So then it's hard for them to find jobs. So then I'm kind of like, Hello, story I'm kinda, my life. right. So then I'm kind of like, well, am I doing the right thing because right. I didn't go to school or, right. Am I holding myself back? Right. So my question is, am I my worst enemy by, right. for doing that? Right. For wanting to be happy? No. I think you made a good point, a key point in speaking about security. And I think when people go to school, we you go into school with the intention of, like, you always heard, like, go to school, get a good job, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is, and I can't speak for anybody else, and I can speak for myself personally, like, that wasn't the case for me. Like, when I graduated, I worked at a summer camp, and I went back home to Connecticut. And it came down to a point of me saying, okay, I'm either going to join the military or if I don't get a job out of state. Because I did not want to be home. I did not. I wanted, I needed something more, you know? Like, it was hard to go from being in college and, like, you have all these aspects, but no one taught me how to, you know, what to do after the fact. So, just a little bit of, like, my background like you know okay I got offered a position elsewhere and I turned it down I was just like no I don't think it makes it's not enough money I'm a college graduate I should be making more than this now I think that was a stupid decision I could have made then but that's me not knowing anything that's me having that mindset of well I have my degree this is what success is this is what's supposed to happen it's complete bullshit it's complete fucking bullshit um I got a call for the day I was supposed to take my military exam I got the call for my internship I moved to Maryland on an unpaid internship. I moved in um, with an in-law family member, and I appreciate her so much for opening the door for me. I worked door-to-door trying to get sell sponsorships for kids in other countries. But that's what I did. I made commission off of that. So some days I got people to close the thing, and I would maybe get $25, and some days I didn't. And I thought, oh, my God, I have a degree. What am I going to do? Then I went from that to working in a dental office, you know, and having the mindset of, like, I'm college educated. Like, this is all that you're going to pay me. This is all you want to give me. And my degree didn't mean shit. And it was, we want experience. Well, I didn't have that experience. I just fucking graduated. How was I going to get that? So then, okay, I went ahead and I moved to another, I made another, I felt it was a lateral move. And working for the hospital to figuring out, okay, this is what I'm going to do now. I should be making more money. When they told me all that they were offering me, I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Didn't have the experience. Okay. I humbled up. I needed the money. I had no benefits. I had to take it. So then in moving with just job, you know, I'm now getting what I should have been getting when I first, what I felt I should have been getting when I first graduated. And I say that to say, you know, and people want experience. I want experience one of this. And myself, personally, with a degree, and now that I have my master's, I'm like, I should be making this amount of money. But they're like, no, you need to have this experience. You need to have this. So it's definitely feeling like, well, what the fuck did I go to school for? You know, like, 
like, like, you know, like, like, what is it? And I say that to segue into the fact of experience is very important. And I, myself, personally, I went to school for the security that I thought it was going to provide me. I have come to learn if I could have done it all over again, I learned more outside of the classroom than I did in the classroom. I would never change my college experience, period. But the student loans that it's given me, <laughs> for me to not have the job or the money and still to be living paycheck to paycheck, I don't think I would have gone this route. I would have gone to maybe a trade school. I would have gone to a community college. I would have done something different, figured out myself a little bit more, and then I would have gone into like, okay, maybe now I'll go back and get that extended degree. And I think, you know, and people may look at you and say like, I say like, you know, like, married you have kids and that do you know how many people envy that like I have a degree but the reality is is that I broke (laughs) like I've got a shit ton of student loans I don't feel like I'm making the money that I'm making but I had to realize and I look at some of my peers and I'm like dang like you know you're making all this money and you know you didn't even go to school you didn't do this you didn't do that like I've seen people who have things that I want that I don't have yet but I had to get into the mindset to not compare myself Because I think to myself, you know what, maybe it wasn't given to me because I may not have been mature enough to handle it. And I've been in that position of having a crossroads of like, okay, what next? And I say that to say, school is great. Be a student of life, whatever it is. You cannot compare experience. You cannot compare that. Because a lot of people, they get all these degrees and they ain't getting jobs because they don't have that experience. I didn't take advantage of internships like I should have when I was in college during that time. I didn't necessarily set myself up. I didn't know what I wanted. And there was a time that I was in nursing school and the school closed down. I didn't know what I was going to do. I found out on my birthday that the school was closing, like on my birthday. And then it was just like, well, shit, now what do I do? I wasted this money. I wasted this time. So in those moments my level of what success was was very different. It changed. And I really wish that people would be a bit more honest and transparent about things when it comes to what other people perceive success to be. I personally am fine and I am happy and I'm proud of myself of being able to pay my bills and put a little money away in savings. I may not have nothing left after my bills are paid, but I am happy that, that your bills are paid. Your phone ain't getting cut off. No one's coming to take my car. None of this. And I've been in that situation before where it's just like, how am I going to struggle? How am I going to figure out this money thing? So my advice would just be like, you have to, if you are, I don't know if you are, don't compare yourself to everyone else and get rid of that image that you used to have of, I'm this age, I should have done this, I should have done that. Because if you really take the time and you sit back and you think about all that you've done collectively and all the experiences that you've been through, most people haven't done that. Most people cannot say that about themselves. And do not beat yourself up about it at all. Because when I was going through the phase before I got engaged, I was just like, why am I not engaged yet? Why don't I have a house yet? Why don't I have this yet? Why don't I have that yet? But I had to... Stop thinking like that because it was driving me crazy. So, if nothing else, I got stores for days. (laughs) 
well, where can I sign up for my therapy session? Because I <laughs> felt like this was a good conversation and a good way to realize that maybe I am a little hard on myself yeah. than, than what I need to be. And maybe I shouldn't try to force myself to go to school because I am thinking about it. Both of my sisters, they went to school. Couldn't tell you what they graduated with. Or they got, <laughs> I know they have degrees. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. I know they have degrees. But I could not tell you like what what their degrees are in yeah but they work jobs that don't pay them what they need to so then i am essentially the atm machine if they need money they come and they ask me and i'm like well how do we get here right because i'm the little sister basically taking care of two Mm -hmm. grown-ass adults right so I do count my blessings and I am appreciative of everything that I have been through and every and where I am now. I just want to see what is next for me. Yeah. And it's a but it's a beautiful phase, Arche, to come to that realization and say, Okay. I'm not there yet. You but you're are. getting there. No, 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 no. But <laughs> I think you're there. I think you're at the point, but it's just a matter of saying it. Like you have to get to the point where you're like, Okay, I want more. I don't know what more looks like. I don't know how I'm going to get more, but I know I want more. And I think once you get to that mindset of saying, and you're able to say it, like, okay, I want more. And you are secure and comfortable with the things that you have done and say, like, you know what? No, I may not have X, Y, and Z. I may not be where I want to be, but I appreciate what I've done so far. Because to your sisters, they may look at you as being successful. So everyone's, that's what I'm saying, like, everyone's perception of what success is is very, very different. And which is why I asked you, like, what do you, what, when you, when you think about happiness, what does that look like for you? Hypothetically, like, in a perfect world, what would that be? When you think about financial success, what would that look like for you? Me, I don't need $100,000. I don't like spending money. So I get a little extra coin, I'm thinking, oh my God, I actually pay a bill. Bitch, what you about to do with this? You got to keep this and da, 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 all the other stuff, like... I'm just fine. I don't need to buy anything extra. Some people's success is having a closet full of shoes or clothes and having all these cars. Not me. Mm-mm. I don't care how much money I have. I'm going to still shop at Target. I'm still looking for my deals. Well, Target is a little expensive. I feel fancy when I go into Target. I would just be honest with you. I feel fancy when I go into Target. So I just recently went to Marshalls with my best friends. So I just realized that a bitch can't go to Marshalls and get like... I have anxiety when it comes to Marshalls, Ross, Burlington, all of those places. They give me anxiety because I don't like seeing shit all over the goddamn place. Okay? Yeah. You want me to buy your shit? Hang it up. Make it look presentable. <laughs> or, like, do do something. I don't like all the racks with all this different stuff on it. But anyway. I got to be in the mood for stuff like that. Because I'm not a person who can, like, I don't have an eye for things. Like, if it's not there, bitch, goodbye. I need a personal shopper. And I think I know who I'm going to hit up. But... She will see when I hit her up. I need a personal <laughs> chopper, Octavia. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, girl. Right. Out here doing a damn thing. But anyway, do you have a music plug for this week so we can get up out of here? Oh, yes. Actually, y'all should be happy because we are not going as long. Hello? Right. Don't Go be sliding in the DMs talking about your podcast is too long. Whatever. Um, <laughs> no, um... My music plug this week goes to Queen B. Queen B. Yes. She actually redid or did her own version of the song Before I Let Go. So I am excited for her in that. I cannot wait till Sunday's episode of Game of Thrones. Hmm. 
if you know me, do not call me, do not text me. Don't even think about me at that time. Right. Okay? Matter of fact, my phone is going to be on Do Not Disturb. See, I mess around and forget it's on Do Not Disturb. I'm going to sleep right after, so it don't matter. Okay. Maybe it's I'll supposed try. to be two hours. Is it really this week's episode? I don't know. It just sounded okay. good. Okay. Well, I'm ready for it. Any other announcements, Ashe? No, I ain't got nothing for you. Alrighty, guys. Ta-ta. Thank you. Toodles. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, my God. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter at hashtag, no, at NBFamousPodcast. I said it right, right? Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>